Wow, Sam, we had ourselves a long weekend, didn't we? We did have a long weekend. Uh, you know, uh, you and I makes me think of the Bay City Rollers. What's that? Because we went deep on S-A-T-U-R-D-A-Y night. Let's start the show. Hello and welcome to the Drunk United Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League is told by two common American schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston, and across the table from me is the party man, Samuel Graham. How you doing, Sammy? As I've been known in the past. Doing very well. How are you? Oh, the yak was flowing. The yak was flowing. Yeah, much of that. Uh, we are recording at Studio H just outside the nation's capital. You can check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play if you're a weird Android user. Subscribe and write us a quick review. It really helps, and it only takes a few seconds. We'd also love to hear from you. Sammy, tell the good people how they can get in touch with us. Sure. Email is dufootballshow at gmail.com, and we're at dufootballshow on all of your social medias, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Excellent, and people have been reaching out. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. getting a lot of DMs during games and talking back and forth with some people. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, fantastic. Let's keep it up, people. It's a, it, it's fun for us, too. So um, Sam and myself both work in the wine and spirits industry and both have a deep, passionate love for distilled spirit. So as the red-blooded Americans are, we vow, apparently, I can't let that word get away, we vow to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every show. Sammy, what are we drinking? So today we've got Ragged Branch, uh, their weeded bourbon. They also have a rye bourbon available. Uh, but we have their weeded bourbon today from Charlottesville, Virginia, coming in at 90 proof. Uh, it's 100% grain to glass, uh, traditionally made, 53-gallon barrels just like they do in Kentucky. Um, there is a rich bourbon-making history in the Shenandoah Valley. Um, and this one is actually a Dave Pickerel project, one of your uh, good friends and an and industry giant. Um, this is his first weeded bourbon since leaving Maker's Mark, where he made his name. And you're going to find it on the shelf for about 39 to $49. Yeah, uh, a lot of people don't realize that about uh, Virginia, but it's you have Kentucky on one side, and the other side of the mountains is Virginia. So it's the yep. same water source, everything, and it's already kind of an agricultural you know, giant of an area. And uh, very cool to see Dave doing a weeded bourbon again. And, yeah. Uh, their, their place, it's kind of funny. All of their people who work there, they do what either, um, <clears throat> they either make whiskey, they take care of the fields, or they, uh, slaughter cattle because they do bourbon fed beef. They feed all of their, uh, cows the spent grains of the bourbon. There you uh, go. Uh, and, uh, most guys are like, say, biochem majors when they're distillers. All of these guys are uh, agro majors. They're all ag- agriculture majors. Oh, cool. Yeah, so basically farmers that make whiskey. It's kind of cool. Oh, That's fun. Let's have a great show, Sammy. Yes, sir. All righty, so let's get right into it. We just got finished watching it. Manchester City 1, Tottenham nil. It was a decent game, uh, you know, kind of being played on the mountain range <laughs> out there. It was definitely not a carpet, I'll say that. Oh, absolutely the, not. After the recent NFL game uh, on Sunday. Um, really, it could have been 1-1, and I think the pitch had a lot to do with that. Uh, now, City was on top for most of the game, but Tottenham weren't without their chances. And the one that comes to mind uh, was after Deli Alley came on, was coming down the left and uh, kind of cut back for... Uh, Eric Lamella, mm. ball bobbled right across, you know, where the end zone would have started uh, uh, for Sunday. And, I mean, just one NFL game on this field, you know, so far this year. And the thing was just torn to shreds. Ball bounces up right as he goes to swing through it, blazes into Rosie. Well, that's, that's more on Tottenham than it is on anybody else. The uh, NFL's had that agreement for a while. Yep, and they um, couldn't get the stadium built. Yep, they don't have their stadium built. It was. Uh, it's interesting to be able to see a, a football field on top of a soccer field. It lets you know how much more massive a soccer pitch is Absolutely. in comparison. Absolutely. I, you look down the sidelines where it was really worn at the middle of the field. That's where all the coaches were standing on uh, Sunday for the football game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 100%. And then, of course, the dead center of the field where, you know, both offensive lines go at it and a majority of the NFL action happens right, yeah. right in the center of the pitch. And like I said, it's the first game there this season, I believe, uh, for the NFL. So uh, Second. That's the second yeah, one. The one I, even still, two American football games versus – would have Tottenham had five or six home games. Right. And you see how worn down and how terrible and how 
beat the hell that pitch was. Well, it's also they didn't have to play the next day like this one turned out to be. They had they were on the road the last time there was an NFL game. Yeah, that's true. So well. that, that it changes wasn't it. a one-day turnaround. Yeah, that changes yeah. it quite a bit, too. And, hey, check out Manchester B- City being so kind to, uh, you know, wear Denver Bronco colors, apparently, for the <laughs> match today as well. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. So um, Harry Kane also had one chance, but uh, let's uh, talk real quick about the goal. I mean, that was quick, six minutes in, um, yep. and Sterling, with probably the only thing he did right all day, uh, yeah. gets the ball to uh, Riyad Mahrez, who uh, tucks it away nice and easy. Yeah, it was. a uh, Very tidy finish. Um, good play down the left. He was just too fast. I believe it was Davidson Sanchez on the cover. Um, actually, it might have been Kyle, um, uh, Kieran Trippier uh, that, he, that he rounded um, and then just neatly tucked away, uh, uh, crossed in the middle, and Riyad Mahrez neatly tucked the ball away. There was really nothing Tottenham could do um, to stop that. Well, well, we'll talk about it at the end when we uh, get to Leicester and West Ham, but uh, very touching for uh, uh, Riyad Mahrez, a former Leicester player, to uh, right after the goal just stop, look up to the sky, and point up to the sky to obviously the fallen owner of the Foxes. Yeah, to acknowledge Vishai's uh, 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 passing. That was, that was very nice to see, and you know, despite all the times that, that he's dyed his hair and tried to leave, tried to get attention and leave, um, it was nice to see, you know, that the, the owner of Leicester, the, the man that brought him to England, um, still held a place in his heart. He, you know what, he may win another title in his career, but the first one will always be with the Foxes, and there will always be a very special place, I'm sure, for him. Oh, yeah, I mean, the, your first one of anything is, is typically, you know, pretty sweet that's the one you remember you know that kind of stuff and um especially with the the long shot odds that we've talked about you know time and time again on the show um that it's just something very special that nobody will ever be able to take away from those players five thousand to one yeah a lot of people a lot of money Jamie F. and Barty went on a Red Bull binge for three straight weeks. You, you think, uh, for, for uh, Caps fans, you think that uh, Alex Ovechkin, uh, Ovechkin, oh, oh my Alex, God, Alexander Ovechkin, my God, that was terrible. Well, all I could do is just thinking him saying we're not going to be effing suck this year in his drunken stupor with his Russian voice, yep. um, but he, um, uh, everybody jokingly says the man was uh, drunk for four straight months after winning the Stanley Cup. Uh, that's nothing in comparison to what Jamie Effenvardi did for his party. And Let me tell you something. <laughs> the piece work that I have to do with this goddamn show. <laughs> so, he says, Alex Afasha, or whatever it was, and then I got passed a note from Melissa, our producer. It says, name Aston. Not Aston. <laughs> name Aston. <laughs> Um, name Aston over here. Hashtag <laughs> name, hashtag name Aston strikes again. What? Oh my goodness. So. I'm a detective. I'm, I'm a dictionary. I'm a football pundit. And I drink a lot. There's, I have so many jobs on the show. Remember marriage counselor also. Right? Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> a few weeks ago. So, oh my goodness. So um, both of us had picked it. Picked I think this much. might be the first show to see name. Yes. Um, <laughs> so both both of us picked a much bigger scoring margin. We um, I picked three nil. You picked three to one. But we both picked City to win, and I think City was comfortable the entire way. Yes, Hotspur had a couple of spots, but not anything really worth mentioning. And honestly, City made a mess of a couple of good opportunities right in front of the net as well. Yeah, I I also I do think that the pitch had a lot to do with it. Neither team could really get their slick passing going. Um, and I think if they could have, if it was a little bit more open, or if it was at the Etihad, that hell, they could have played, you know, at any ground in England. Other it would have been better, one, and it would have been a better game in general. But I do think City would have would have dominated a bit more than they did, uh, even still. Another test, another pass for City. Yep. I and, and you know they're going to play the uh, smaller clubs, and they're going to beat the ever loving crap out of them. Yep. I, I, I just don't. Watching this match, even though it was a sloppy match, and I, I just don't see where the speed bump is going to be for City. Like, I could see Liverpool potentially losing to an Arsenal or losing to a um, <clears throat> losing to a Manchester United or getting a draw against us in the Derby. You know, I, I just don't see where City's going to have a slip. Well, it would basically have to be the, like the game last season that nobody saw, you know, anything happening in the 2-2 against United. Um, where it looked like City was going to roll them, but Jose lived to fight another week. And then the next week, promptly drew with Watford, I think it was, and City lifted the title. 
No, it was a uh, loss to West Brom 1-0 at home yeah, when West Brom was right, doing yeah. everything they could to stay right, up. Fair enough. Um, yeah. But my, the, my, you know, it's going to, because in a derby, you could basically throw form out the window. You know? Oh, of course. It, so, uh, and with the way Jose likes to park the bus, I think they could potentially drop points against United this season, uh, especially away at Old Trafford. Um, that really is the only speed bump, because you would have thought it would have been at Anfield. Look at look at you drinking the Kool Aid. You see them get one impressive win, and suddenly you believe in them. Who? I believe you, who? United. I did I that with I did friend. that with the Burnley match at no. the start Hold of the on. season. We saw no. how that went. What I'm saying <laughs> is, is that United will slip up far more than that. Okay, <laughs> but in a derby, you can toss form out the window. That's true. There's That's that true. extra bit, and the at home city is going to dominate everyone. And uh, my issue is going to be is at Old Trafford when you got sixty five, seventy thousand people screaming at you, and you know ten players behind the ball with Lukaku running amok up front. What happens? You could draw nil nil. You could draw two two. You could. I mean, nobody saw United. I think led in that game two nil last year. Yeah. So who knows? So um, yeah. Needless to say, the 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 bus is just continuing to roll for City. For City, yeah. And I I don't see any any chance of it slowing down. Sammy, let's chat about our collective messes of clubs this week. Uh, uh, looks like... Uh, at least I don't have I, to do any Malort. I, I don't particularly care for football this week and <laughs> going to have to drink god-awfulness. And you, uh, yeah, I have feel trouble at Selhurst again. Yeah, um, yeah, it was bad. I'm well, so n- uninspired and not impressed. Let's jump right into that. Arsenal 2, Crystal Palace 2. Sammy, talk about it. We need our left backs to get healthy and get healthy quick. And I'm not sure what's wrong with Bellerin and Licksteiner, but uh, in the not in the Europa League game, but last weekend, Licksteiner uh, actually played at left back because Monreal and Kalazinac are both out. Um, but today you had uh, not today, yesterday you had Granite Xhaka uh, at left back as you did in Portugal um, yeah. during the Europa League, and he's slow. He only likes to play five-yard balls unless he's shooting from very acute angles on free kicks, uh, which we saw today was brilliant. And, well, and he also he fouls like a like a central midfielder yeah. would foul. Right. Oh, guy's about to get by me with the ball. <sighs> nope, I'm going to put him on his butt. And oh, you know sh- that that second penalty right. was a was a central defender, a central midfielder doing the tackle in the, box. In the middle yeah. of the field in the box. Very stupid. It just ridiculous. It, it, that's the two sides to Granite Jaka. You know, you have an amazing laser beam of a shot. You know, look like Mega Man back in the day for everybody that ever played Sega. And now you've got uh, a very stupid challenge where Zaha was actually going away from the goal. You know, he did a step over to the inside and then cut outside. Jaka puts the foot in. Zaha, yes, he made a meal of it. He went over a little easily. But he should have never been put in that position. If it was Bellerin or if it was your spirit animal, they, they would have, have never done that. A, they would have just put from their knee down out. They would have only put just a little bit of their leg out there. Yep. And probably if they got just a piece of the ball, the ref wouldn't have called anything and told Zaha to get up. Yeah, exactly. Jaka just gave him way too much. He stepped right. in with his full leg, his hip. Like I said, he he tackled like a central midfielder yeah. would tackle in the middle of the pitch. Now, again, Zaha at the first sense of contact, he starts to go over. And that's fair enough. I, he's, but he's Zaka, got no choice. Zaka made made the referee make a decision. Yeah. And you can't do that. And um, and also, uh, you know, funny that it was both goals were scored on penalties. Um, that first one was god-awful by your defense. I, I don't mean, know. What, it, was just, it was Mustafi again. Yeah, just a hack. I mean, a straight-up hack. Like, come on, you know better than that. Right yeah, there I in think, front of the goal. I think there was a little drop of the shoulder. I don't think he realized, you know, what was going to um, – where the ball was going to fall, and I think he was trying to anticipate and just got it completely wrong. <laughs> Ridiculously wrong to the point where the ball was nowhere to be found, and he's lucky to – I'm not even sure. Did he get a yellow? Um, I believe he did, yes. Yeah, and – Maybe the only thing, because the ball wasn't there to be won by the time he went to ground. So the new double jeopardy thing where they're not giving red cards if they call a penalty. Right. Unless it's, you know, something they're 
fully obliged to do, like a, a definite out- goal scoring opportunity. Well, an outfield or- player catches the ball right in the yeah. net. Like you have to give a red for that. It's serious yeah. foul play. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, they're doing it for that. They're also doing it for endangerment of a player. They'll right, give a, they'll give a red. But uh, if it's just a foul that, in the box, if they're that happened out. in the middle of the field, it was to me. It was kind of similar to the Mark Noble challenge in the in the West Ham game. Not as uh, not as malicious, but yeah. I mean, the ball wasn't there. He just sat on the ground, had a hack at him. Yeah, I mean, just kicked kicked at his shin with his spikes up, yeah. which which typically, I mean, heck, even for us as Drunkard United, if you go in and the feet are up at all, at all, the ref immediately calls it. Yep. Immediately. And almost always, because we play indoor, it's a blue card. It's two minutes. Right. Or if it's been your second, you've already seen a blue, you're, uh, you're getting a yellow. Or if you're uh, my illustrious co-host... They all know he likes to kick the crap out of everybody, and his first foul of the game, he sees yellow. Which is ridiculous. Of which he normally says some uh, choice words that uh, rhyme with ducking uh, towards the referee (laughs) as he's walking off (laughs) and and, and complaining. But anyway, it was a very slow start from us. It was not good. Um, And what are you going to do? I mean, Mesut got subbed off, threw his gloves, was very upset. So I don't know if something's wrong. I don't know if something's going on, if there's a rift in the squad. I thought he probably should have stayed on. Hmm. Um, it was also, just want to point out, we played last Sunday, Thursday, in Portugal away. Right. And then we had to go across London this Sunday. Crystal Palace, I think their game was last Saturday, and they've had nothing in between. Yeah, it was. So it was I, a Saturday match with yeah. us. So they've had two games in eight days. We've had three in seven. Yeah. And, well, I think that, and I think that had something to do with it. On top of that, you had a two-hour flight to Portugal. You know, and you're playing in a raucous atmosphere. It's a lot warmer there than it is in England. All those sorts of things come into it. It was a largely unchanged side. So I think there was a lot of factors that, that came into it, and Crystal Palace was desperate for a win. They came out firing. We started slow again, and there wasn't much we could do. Big and of point course, for them. Oh, yeah, huge point Big for them. Big point for them. And it doesn't help when we shoot ourselves in the foot. Yeah. For the last six, seven weeks, you know, and over this 11-game unbeaten run, we haven't shot ourselves in the foot for real. We've started slow, but we've we've weathered the storm, and then we grew into the game. This time, we didn't do either of those things. Right. So does this um, change your outlook of the squad with the momentum that they had heading into this Saturday when you guys uh, host Liverpool? This Saturday is going to be the biggest test of our character so far. Yeah. Period. How we respond to this result is going to be massive. Um, it's going to be a tough game, obviously. They're very good. We're at home. And should have a bit of an edge. But if we start slow again, we're going to get picked off. Because as we'll talk about shortly, they look like they're firing on all cylinders finally. Yeah, that was, um, I was going to say my opinion has changed. Um, I was very bullish last week that you would absolutely win. Um, I still think there's a point there for each of you. But I, I'm, and I'll talk about it in predictions, but I, I see a big draw like a lot of goals yeah like two two or three two, three two or three three yeah. absolutely is what i see i can understand so um let's go ahead and get into the next game um of course pour it up manchester effing united <laughs> figures it out for one weekend when they finally figure it out who's it against it's against my flipping toffees <laughs> I poured the shot. I'm taking it. Talk about the game. I'm going to do this god-awfulness. Hold on. I just like watching. Oh, not so bad. Um, Simply because Otis told me this. He loves the fact that I describe it as if earwax threw up. Yeah. (laughs) That's what it tastes like. So so goddamn bad. I'm going to say, for me, for me, it it was a definite penalty for the same reason that it was a definite penalty with Xhaka. Now, that being said, Ndidi, not Ndidi, he plays for Leicester, Idrissa Gay, yeah. um, got a, uh, did get a stud to the ball. Mm-hmm. Didn't take a lot of the ball. He but didn't he get got a stud. He got his foot to the ball. He got a stud to the ball. I, I'll show you the replays again. <laughs> was, right, right. And, and Phil Jagielka kicked the guy in the knee when it was his shit. All right, that, I was being I was okay, right. Settle down, killer. Yeah, he just got a, a, a stud to the ball. It wasn't a big touch. Um, but he did follow through with his hip and his leg, and Martial made a meal of it the same way that Zaha did. I mean, uh, that, you Martial know. took an extra step and then made a meal of it. Yeah, he was I mean, like, "Wait, hold on, nobody noticed yet." Woo! Yeah, no, that's <laughs> Flew in the air. I agree with you. Yeah, but I, I do think it was a penalty. Um, 
and terribly unlucky from Jordan Pickford. Brilliant save from the penalty. And Wait, then, what did I say last week? Stone oh, yeah. cold killer. That's right. From the PK. Absolutely. Especially when it's two and a half minutes to think about it while Pogba runs up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I saw something the other day. Uh... Uh, after this game, not the other day, it was yesterday um, evening, that said that it took Paul Pogba longer to take those 72 steps in the six yards that it took him to get to the ball. It took him a longer amount of time than it did for Usain Bolt to set the world record in 100 meters. (laughs) Hand to God. Fabulous. Hand to God. Um, Anyway, Pickford, strong hand. Get the rave on, son. Yeah. It was brilliant. And then it, it just falls the right wrong. to Pogba. Yeah. It goes anywhere else. It gets cleared. Anywhere he had de- it yeah, gets he cleared. Had, he had fell defenders. right back to Pogba's foot. He had de- uh, defenders running behind him on either side of him. It literally fell right back down as he was you know, kind of falling away after taking the shot. It fell literally right to his strongest foot, and he had a tap in. And Pickford was on the ground, nothing he could do. So allow me to say this as I still taste the awfulness that's in my throat. <laughs> um, the Pogba was interviewed after the game about his penalty, penalty-taking style, and it was funny how he just kind of blew it off like his French way of knowing Glace kind of way. It was like, it was like well, that's Spanish. Well, I'm just saying, d- just doing that version of it, but French-wise. Ne um, pas pas. D'anglais. Oh, the multiversal Samuel Graham, everybody. Well, well done, well done, Samuel Graham. Je ne parle, yeah, je ne parle pas anglais. Okay, heard. Or pas anglais. Okay. I so, took three semesters of French in college. R- right, because you you sweat ten years ago. Thierry Henry's nuts, <laughs> and that's why you needed to take some French lessons. <laughs> um, but he uh, he he blew it off as um, you know that is my style of taking penalties, but I scored anyways, so it doesn't really matter. Well, bigger matter, question. Uh, He's missing a lot, and I would say it's because of the antics. It's like so head I, down, I run up, this, put the ball yeah. away. Is somebody else going to start taking PK soon? Because he's missed enough for it to be a problem. It depends if Jose wants more stuff in the press. Yeah. I mean, should they? Yeah, absolutely. You have Lukaku. You have Alexis Sanchez sitting on the bench, which I'm sure there's something going on there yeah. also that sucks. You've got um, Marcus Rashford. You've got a, a multitude of players that could take penalties um, and and Heck, so even, very sufficiently. Honestly, I mean, I know he's missed one in national duty before, but uh, Ashley Young could even take them because he's oh, taken yeah. them before. Now, if I, if I decided for whatever reason to torture myself and have any one of these people on my Premier League fantasy team, I'd be super pissed. Because Pickford, no, not at Pickford, Pickford got points for yeah, the, the save. penalty save, but Pogba lost three points. For, for missing. missing the penalty and then got a fiver for scoring the goal. So you have a midfielder score a goal, you only get two points for it? I'd be livid. Well, so uh, two more points. Um, notable uh, absentee from the starting lineup, uh, Romelu Lukaku. We were talking about it last week and yeah. him struggling on scoring goals. Um, now, Jose came out and said he was protecting him because of uh, the Champions League game in there. I, I do you think that's really the way you should talk to a striker? Or should you let a striker go? You know what? He's not scoring goals, so he's on the bench right now. I think I think that's a good kick in the pants for a it striker. De- I think depends. that's a motivator. Yeah, and normally Jose doesn't care how a player receives it. That's normally how he motivates people. When yeah. I'm, um, you know, typically you would do that. Uh, I'm trying to think, uh, Carlo Ancelotti's probably the best at it. <clears throat> Uh, you know, put an arm around him. I, you know, we got a midweek game. I want him to relax. And then in the dressing room is like, you're not scoring any goals, mate. Yeah. You know, sit down. So, Jose typically, as we saw with Luke Shaw, as we see with all of his center backs, mm-hmm. as we see with a majority of his players through the years for all of the teams he's coached, he has no issue airing it out in the press. So, maybe this time he was actually telling the truth. I, he's played a lot of football. I want him to rest this weekend. We think we could beat them without him. Or, you know, maybe he's changing his style, which he's never done, so I doubt it's that. So maybe right. he really was actually trying to protect him. So on to uh, Everton. A uh, few thoughts. Uh, uh, Pogba, watch how Gilfie Sigurdsson takes 
a penalty. Yeah, that's how, that's you, how you should take, take penalties. Head down. Don't even look where it goes. You know it's going in the back of the net because you hit it correctly. Watch literally anyone else in the league take a penalty. Yeah, it's true. Very true. And, um, now, where we debated uh, the Adrisa Gay foul for the first penalty, there was no doubt Smalling went in hard on, horrendous. on Richarlson. <laughs> that was terrible. Yeah, and, and Richarlson was it was going away from the goal, so I Again. don't think it was necessarily going to no. be a, a goal-scoring chance. It was like, you sometimes, hey, center back, stay on your foot and just get in front of the ball, you know? Yeah, you because both it feet, might get yeah. past him, you know? Yeah, it's a don't don't go down and take them out. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> You're yeah. really proud of yourself. And, <laughs> um, and then my 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 second thought is um, again Silva with the subs. Here's the thing: Everton had opportunities. Now maybe it was a bit aggressive on our part to think that uh, a place like Old Trafford, which is very tough for Everton to get points, that I thought they were going to get a point, and you thought they were going to get all three points, despite the form of Manchester United. Everton just always struggles there. Silva made kind of the same changes. He went with the lineup that he's run for the past three, four weeks, which was having um, Richarlison at the top and uh, Bernard and Theo on the outsides with Mm -hmm. Gilfie just behind him. But he's been now for the past couple of weeks bringing in Calvert-Lewin, bringing in Lookman, and then bringing in Tosin and moving uh, Richarlison back to the outside. Maybe not so much with Bernard, because I still think I like the creativities that he's doing. But... um, Theo's been absent for the past three weeks. I mean, flat out absent. Doing no- and and he's got Seamus Coleman back, so it's not like he yeah, no. doesn't have support to do something up the sideline. I dealt with it for the last ten years. Yeah. I'm aware. I, I'm, I'm enjoy thinking- it, enjoy it, thrive in it. Because well, he'll he won't do anything for the next seven months, and then he'll score ten goals in four games, and then you won't hear from him again. I'm I'm thinking what uh, they might want to do is um, either start Tosin up top and get Richarlison on the left and put Bernard on the right, because Bernard can play wherever. Either foot, yeah. Or or they go ahead and leave Richarlison up top, keep Bernard on the left. And uh, Lookman has, has shown very brightly, very, very brightly. And he really did well. He thrived with uh, with uh, RB Leipzig, uh last year when he when he played with them. Maybe it's time to give the kid a good, honest run and let him, let him play a couple, you know, two, three matches out there on the outside, yeah. see what he can do. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with that, 100%. In this week's edition of Oh, So That Happened. Or half of this week's edition of Oh, So That Happened. Very true. Liverpool 4, Cardiff City 1, Chelsea 4, Burnley 0, Brighton 1, Wolves 0. Uh, we won't be discussing the Newcastle-Southampton, Bournemouth-Fulham, and Watford-Huddersfield game um, as we discuss them Saturday night. Sammy. Where can people find that? That was on Facebook Live. Again, we are at DU Football Show. Occasionally, we will go live and do little snippets here and there. Um, We're also in the process of trying to figure out a Twitch, and we might start twitching our predictions uh, here soon. But make sure you watch. Is that what it's called, right? Uh, Our producer, landsliding the show, laughing her ass off. I know. Because... Because she hears we're going to Twitch, and she's like, oh, check out the boys with the new lingo. Yeah, I don't even know what it is, to be honest with you. My brother helped me set it up. The idea is, anyway, um, we want you all to get a look behind the curtain a little bit, and um, hopefully check us out. So we did a Facebook Live on Saturday night, late. It was unannounced. We just did it. Uh, so did make, about 40 minutes. Yeah. We uh, talk a lot about the bottom bottom half of the table is what we spend a lot of time on, and a lot of time with a bottle of cognac. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, quality time with a bottle so of cognac. So make sure uh, you you like our socials and follow us, and you'll be able to see all the extra content. So Sammy, I know what you're thinking. If before we even talk about any of these games, the important thing you're thinking about is what happened to the high-powered Cardiff offense this weekend. Um, they blew their load last weekend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh. Um, Liverpool finally getting goals, man. Mane, yeah, Salah, like Mane with two on it. Yeah, um, I think everybody finally started hitting on all cylinders. They were getting it. It was great um, for them. Cardiff never really stood a chance. Mostly a training game, and even with Virgil Van Dyke, since he joined the club, this was the first time that that Liverpool defense truly fell asleep again. Yeah. Um, and, and oh, terrible mu- goal! Much as they terrible were prone goal. to do last season. And guess who it was that fell asleep? Dejan Lovren, mm-hmm. the self-proclaimed 
Hashtag Great, greatest, greatest defender, defender of the world. <laughs> I, 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 I put a lot on, uh, on Allison's feet as well. Um, for the goal of, itself. Yeah, getting yeah. himself caught in no man's land. Um, you're either on your line or you're coming out, not a take one step, jump on your heels as a goalie. If I ever did that, if I ever did the jump, like come off the line, jump and land on my heels, it meant you had me dead to rights. Yep. Because I wasn't going to be able to dive one way or another quick enough to respond. And, and they just walked right through, put it right in the five hole, right between his legs. Yep. Um, Shakiri, has he finally found a home? Like, it... He's always been a very talented player, but a bit of a kind of a, a wayward guy who, you know, decides like when he's at Stoke, he wants to eat deli sandwiches every single day or <laughs> or, or when he played or when he played for um, um, Switzerland, he just, you know, kind of disappears from matches. Well, I'm saying, but he'll just disappear from matches. You know, he turned out for Bayern at one point. Yeah. He's he's fit. And he's playing well. And. I hate to admit it, he changed the game when he came when he on came the pitch. On, yeah. It was 2-1. to one. Cardiff had just gotten the ugly goal. If ever there was an opportunity for them to do something, and he really got it together. Yeah, he played very well. I was impressed with him. Um, I'm sorry. Oh, I was just going to go on to the next game. Uh, a training match, Chelsea, 4-0. I mean, they just walked all over him without Hazard. Yeah. Joe, uh, Joe Hart had two phenomenal saves. Um, the first... Uh, chance Chelsea had deflection. Joe Hart kind of adjusts his body midair and just gets a pull to it, um, and won a little bit later on after he's, the first goal. He's leading the EPL in saves right now. He's already got close to eighty saves. Yeah, and I'd love I'd love to see how many goals against Burnley have. Well, I mean, heck, I mean, in the last two matches, nine, five nil to uh, City and four nil to uh, to Chelsea this week. A very um. Un-Burnley-esque kind of uh, couple of games for them. I mean, granted, it's against the top two teams, but typically, particularly this match, you don't normally go to Turf Moor and put four on Burnley. No. You go to Turf Moor and you put one on Burnley and I mean, you win C- one nil. City were, or, uh, City, uh, Chelsea were just too much for them. It's, if you wanted to watch a training, this is as close as you're going to get to it. Uh, unless you climb a light pole outside the training ground. Yeah, so um, uh, Barkley, goal and assist. Uh, William uh, Murata finally gets a goal. Yep. Um, uh, a great name from the summer, uh, Ruben Loftus-Cheek, gets, yeah. gets a goal right at the end. I was kind of interested because at the World Cup, he was he was the darling. I mean, he was this like game-changing, impactful he, Yeah, he came on almost every game. And really made In the group in. stage. And, and this is... I mean, one of the few times that we've seen him rolled out yet. Um, do you see him maybe being loaned out over the winter Probably. Uh, to, to somebody just because he's not getting minutes and, and the kid's certainly a talent. So do you think it's yeah, time if to he, just If let he him has any respect play? for himself, he will because he needs to play. Uh, last season it was with, uh, Palace. It was with Palace, and yep. that's the reason why Palace you, stayed up because it was him and Zaha if, doing everything. It still might happen because there's going to be no chance of any um, – you know, movement of of the team I'm going to mention into Chelsea's territory, right? Um, uh, in terms of being near the top of the league, uh, however, they are still bitter rivals, so you might not see it materialize because they don't do a lot of talking between the two clubs, right? But somebody like Fulham needs a man like Ruben Loftus Cheek. Oh, they could really and use him. Don't be surprised if you see somebody try to negotiate something in January. Yeah. Oh, um, final game to talk about was. Uh, Brighton getting a uh, nice little grinded out victory at home against Wolves. This is uh, two on the slide for Wolves. Not looking good for them right now, is it? No, I think they'll figure it out. They're a good team, um, and they've got a lot of good players uh, at the club. Uh, Again, we spoke about this with the super agent kind of signing his second-tier players to this team. Mm -hmm. Um, I think they're going to come good. I I don't have an issue with it. They might be this season's Watford. Yeah. Uh, you know where they they started very well, then they'll have a crash, and then they'll finish off and stay in the league. I think I think a little slide's good for them. Yeah, but, them. Keep uh, them well, honest. exactly. Keep them realize, uh, hey, we're in the prem. We got to fight every week. I think yeah. that's going to be good for them. And as we said last week, I mean, hey, remember you got to work hard to stay here. You're not just the anointed mid-table team. Right. It's not that that's um, ever, that's and, ever and, distinction. And, <laughs> <laughs> and this and this proves it again. And that wily old operator, Glenn Murray. I last week gets sent off for uh, gets taken off for um, uh, concussion protocol. 
he's that. like he's like F your head injury. I'm going to go out there and score. Yeah. <laughs> just he, and he did. loves he fantastic. loves to score those just wily old veteran goals. Oh yeah, and, and he's 35 years old. They're talking about an England call up. And I say absolutely give him one. Do you it. Know what when when an old timer when an old timer gets it done for a season? Yeah. Just, you know what's a couple of friendlies, man? And it's what's just, Harry Kane done respect. lately? It's just, it's just a big respect thing. Re- all right, Jose. Oh, settle down. <laughs> respect. It's just, it's, just, respect. it's a big respect thing, and that's and it's really great for him, you know. And and I think I think he certainly deserves it. For Everton, we had uh, Leon Osmond had that one season yeah. where he just played lights out for Everton, and England went, you know what? That's a guy who's doing it right. We'll get him in. We'll make sure he gets a match. Oh, but uh, pretty fun. And again, remember the other three games. Check us out on Facebook Live. The video's up there. And uh, we talk all about that as well. I got a little snippet on Instagram Live. All, not live, but I put a video up of us because I actually didn't know how to go live on Instagram. So, For our final match, it took a late equalizer by the Foxes to even it up. After a terrible Mark Noble yeah. tackle. Oh my God. <laughs> a 10-man-sided hammers. We have Lester 1. West Ham won. Uh, let's go ahead and jump right into Noble's red card. It's horrendous. Uh, un, uh, uncalled for. In Absolutely supp- horrendous. He's a tough player, but surprising to see that he's from honest. him. He's an yeah. honest. He's an honest pro. I mean, he's, you know, he goes hard, he takes it, and he also gives it out. Yeah. But it wasn't this sort of maliciousness hasn't been seen by by him. You know, spikes up. Very right surprised. In, right into the middle of the leg. I mean, it yeah. was it was clear. Yeah, you it was a it was a fair could, few inches above the ankle. Right. Like it you, wasn't good. You could tell when a player's like got the spikes up and it kind of hits their foot and shoots up into the higher part of their leg. Or I mean, this was he came in hot. Oh he yeah, foot high. I'm whacking I, this. To guy. be honest, I don't even remember who he hit, but he's very lucky to escape without a broken leg. And and what's even worse is West Ham was dominating the match. Yep. West Ham was Lester won at, at the races. Lester at yeah. the King Power, and they were taking the match to him and. Uh, frankly, Lester's been on a little bit of a slide lately. And yeah, and, and that also that also being said, the second goal, or I'm sorry, the, yeah, the second goal, Lester's equalizer, was terribly unlucky with the deflection. I mean, Fabianski was rooted to the spot, but Ndidi, uh, which is what I was thinking about earlier when I was right. talking about Idrissa Gay, uh, but Ndidi rifled a shot to the right-hand side. It hits off the backside of, I think, Declan Rice and just loops in to the corner of the goal. Yeah. And and Fabianski, I mean it was going wide, but Fabianski was just rooted to the spot. He didn't move right at all and just kind of held his hands up and watched it fly in the back of the net. And that also took Lester, that also took Lester having to put everybody on the pitch. I mean like they they subbed out all their defense, had nothing but attacking players. Um they're they're in a little bit of a rough patch right now. Not yeah. that I feel any they'll concern be fine. about them, no, but, be fine. but yeah, it could have been a lot better. That's for darn sure. Yeah. So, and, um, unfortunately, this game is going to be overshadowed by uh, by quite a tragedy um, that happened. And Sam, why don't you fill everybody in on that? Yeah. So uh, the Leicester City owner uh, Vishai Shrivadana, I practiced it fifteen times. Shrivadana Brabha. I wouldn't have done it any better. So you're good. Yeah. Shriva Dana Brava, that's his name, um, who bought the club uh, while they were still in the championship in 2010. Uh, he's pumped millions into charity, especially into a children's hospital in Leicester. Um, Pays for people's season tickets when they're tough on their luck and don't yeah. have the money to pay for it. Yeah, and he, he was a very patient owner at the beginning. Um, they only escaped relegation on the final day, I believe, uh, with uh, Nigel Pearson, I think it was, yeah. in that season. Um and then he appointed Ranieri in 2015, and uh, that would change their history forever. Uh, obviously, winning the title in 1516. Uh, 5,000 to 1. Yeah. We're champions <laughs> of England. 5,000 to 1. That's right. Uh, he brought the first title ever to Leicester, uh, first division or Premier League, uh, in their history. Um, and kind of broke. to note, it's one more Premier League title than uh, Liverpool has. Right. And Everton. Broke the deadlock. Details, details. We worry, we worry about how many uh, Liverpool's won. But they broke the deadlock of Arsenal, Chelsea, Man United, and Man City uh, of being the only four clubs Blackburn. to win it multiple times. Right, gotcha. And Blackburn being the only other club besides those four to lift the title at all. And it was the one season they spent a boatload of money. Now, a good a good man and very unfortunate what, what happened. It, like I said, with... with uh, 
given millions to the local community, to, to children's hospitals and, and the homeless community and, and things of that nature, um, to people being signed up with season tickets and part of the uh, Supporters Association would pass out, like, free beer and, and pie uh, uh, vouchers for a birthday. Yeah. You know, that kind of stuff. I mean, he was, by all accounts, a lovely man and, and very humble. Um, the only show of any sort of, you know, excitability was after every home game, he'd take off, they'd have the his helicopter land on his pit, on the pitch at the King Power, and he would take the helicopter home. And everybody loved it. Yeah, they it was it. fantastic. They didn't think it was showboaty at all. They nope. just loved it. It yeah. was just like... Our, and, um, our, our crazy Asian owner who's just so awesome. Yeah. We love the guy. You know? And, uh, you know, it, it just speaks to the man that the first team goalkeeper, Casper Schmeichel, obviously the son of the, the legendary Manchester United goalkeeper, Peter, Schme- uh, Peter Schmeichel, um, as he heard the crash, ran from the stadium to, to try and help, had to be held back from the fireball to, uh, to try and assist, you know, what was going on. And, I mean, Sure, that's his boss. You know, at the end of the day, and and all those sorts of things. But what does a professional athlete really care to, to risk his own safety for anyone? You right. Know, to be honest, right. You're making millions and millions of dollars, and just you know, I play a game for a living, literally. But wanted to put his life on the line to try to help. Clearly, it's um, family to him. Absolutely, you know? and um, he does foster that kind of that that kind of uh, mentality around the club, and also um, a special mention for the two pilots. Uh, as I understand it, I'm not familiar with Leicester itself. I've never been there. Um, but supposedly, the, it's a very densely populated area there. Mm-hmm. And um, as the the helicopter was starting to go down, it was heading in a direction that was not towards this this on, uh, supposedly the only open area uh, there. And by all accounts, the pilots did very well for their last act by putting the chopper down into the only area that would not have produced more casualties mm. than the five people on board. Uh, something uh, Americans should take a note of uh, before uh, the game today between City and Tottenham. They also do a moment of silence because this is essentially their Veterans Day time as well. Um, but they also did a moment of silence for the owner. and um, You can hear the cars driving outside. You can hear the cameramen shooting there, taking taking photos. You can hear the shutter going. You hear nothing, unlike us in America who have uh, drank a 12-pack of Bud and a pint of Jim Beam before uh, going in and decide to scream, oh, during the national anthem. Yeah. Or at its most silent moment, somebody goes, woo, because they think there's some, like, like we should all take a, a little bit of a lesson from the English on how to do it, and that is absolutely how to do it. And let me say one more thing about that. Um you drank a pint of Jim Beam and a 12-pack of Bud, and you can't control yourself. The English drinking culture is such that this game kicked off at 5.30 English time. At uh, 4.30, I think they already switched the clocks back. Switched off, uh, kicked off at 4.30 English time. There's no parking lot. They don't tailgate. They go to the pub with their friends and pound beers before they get there. And they've been there all day. They are far more hammered than you are, and they can control themselves and you can't. Mm-hmm. Get your shite together, America. Time to tell you what little we know. It's prediction time. Here we go. So, uh, Sammy, good week for you, brother. Seven and three. Yeah, well done. killing it. Moving yourself up to uh, 47 and 33. Um, I went six and four, and I'm also 47 and 33. Screw you, Mezcal. What is that, the same score? Mezcal. So, I Do actually... not make picks when drinking Mezcal. Without my honesty, I'd be ahead right now. Okay. But I reminded you that you forgot a week in which I went four and six. Yes. St. Sam the Honest, I hear you. All right, let's jump into it. Um, so thank you, Daylight Savings Time, giving us an hour uh, reprieve. So um, we have also an entire day of games as well, Sam. I mean, it goes all day. So early game has Manchester United heading, uh, heading to the Vitality to face the Cherries. Um, I see a fall from grace for uh, United. I see a 2-2 draw in a late equalizer by the Cherries. I've got 2-1. 2-1. To the Her- Cherries. Oh, to the Cherries. Got the yeah. Cherries. Tell it, you're, so you're telling uh, our degenerate gambling friend Pat to uh, bet the Cherries at home. I'm not telling anybody anything. I'm trying to pick up games now that we're even. Pat, he's trying to tell you to uh, drink. I did not say I that. I trying to tell you to bet the game. Don't um, do it. So, in the midday games, uh, Brighton 
who's been rolling pretty well, heads to Goodison to face Everton. I think uh, the Toffees rebound, get a 2-0 win. I want to say 1-1, but I'm going to go 2-1 Everton. 2-1 Everton. Uh, the next one, Leicester travels to uh, Malaysia. I mean, Cardiff. Uh, <laughs> Foxes win easily 3-0, despite the fact that they've been having trouble scoring. Absolutely. They're playing for something at yep. the moment, and they're going to come out firing. It's gonna, they're going to go ham. The only way that that doesn't happen, I would agree with 3-0. I'm going to say 3-0 also. The only way that doesn't happen is if somebody gets a rush of blood trying to do too much and get sent off. He's a red, yeah. yeah. That which could very well happen. Um, Watford heads up the Yellow Bick Road to uh, Newcastle. Um, Jordies continue their woes. 2-1 Watford. I'm going to say 2-0 Watford. Um, uh, in the Battle of Claret and Blue, we see Burnley heading to West Ham. Hammers in a close one. I think this is going to be a slow, ugly match. 1-0 to the Hammers. That yeah, I'm going to do need to talk, Sam. I'm thinking. I'm going to do 1-0 to the Hammers in the Melissa Darby. Heard in the Melissa Darby. Uh, the post-lunch game has a big Your one. favorite colors. <laughs> Stomp all over my lead. You're killing me. Uh, I, I forgot you were here. And it's your... <laughs> and it's your goddamn team I'm about to talk about. Seriously. So in the post-launch game, uh, Liverpool heads to Arsenal. Uh, we are going to have goals, kids. Lots and lots of goals. I see a 3-3 draw. I'm going to say 3-2 to Liverpool. Ooh. You're you're predicting you're going to have to do a shot on the Lord. Yeah. You're great. I don't want to, but yeah. So um, the final day of the game... And they're going to score all three of their goals in the first half. So the final game of the day has at 3.45 on East Coast time. The so, first 7.45 kickoff that everyone in England doesn't want to have happen. Right, but Except, us in America, we absolutely want it to happen. Well, yeah, we do, but this is, this is TV. This mm-hmm. is television controlling things. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So... So, honestly, kids, you've got the morning game, you've got an 11 o'clock game, you've got a 1 o'clock game, you've got a 345 game. All day long Saturday is EPL. And there will be a moment of silence as you stand in your living room or you stand in your pub, keep your mouth shut. Yes, respect. Respect. Respect a a freaking fallen owner. Like, show some actual respect. Be nice. Um, But in that final game, we have um, Tottenham. Heading to the Molyneux to face uh, the Wolves team that is definitely on a slide. And I see that slide continuing. I see them losing 2-1. to one. And as I see it, uh, use up all your respect during that and then completely disrespect Tottenham. I've got 2-1 to Wolves. Oh. They are going to right the ship. The Molyneux is going to be rocking. And Tottenham look like absolute shite today. All right. Heard. So Sunday has uh, two games. Uh, the first one is Southampton goes to Manchester to face City. Easy, 4-0 training game win Pat, for City. Pat, bet the over on three or more. Yes, definitely bet the over on three or more. <laughs> bet the over on three or more. Um, uh, City's going to walk out for me. I'm going to say 4-0. Uh, 4-0 to City, I think, is a good... Uh, you know what? We need some differentiation. D- yeah, differentiation. I'm going to go 5-0 City. <laughs> okay, well done, Killer. And uh, the final game on Sunday has another London Derby. As Chelsea heads to Palace, train keeps rolling. Easy 2-0 win for Chelsea. I'm going to go 3-0, but you're absolutely right. Palace isn't going to do anything in this one. And then we're going to get shat on again. Yeah, and then <laughs> and then Monday night gives us nothing. Oh we're God. skipping work early for. <laughs> Fulham heads to Huddersfield at the perfect time to be playing Huddersfield and right the ship. I see Fulham 3-1. to Wow. One yeah. one draw for me. Uh, I I think Fulham can score goals and and Huddersfield can't and I I've I got definitely a, see big big win for Fulham. I'm gonna do a one one draw because Fulham is so bad at the back. Heard. D U played this week and we weren't very good. <laughs> we weren't very good. We won seven to three. Ass hat. I know. We it wasn't a good performance though. I it wasn't was impressed. A, it was a perfectly fine performance. Listen, I saw the whole game from where I was, and it was okay. Maybe I was just talking about myself. I should have scored three times and didn't do anything. All right, ladies and um, gentlemen, if we want to talk about the opportunity, my defending was very completely good. Completely falling apart. That would be Samuel Graham there, as uh, he looked like a deer in headlights, going, "Huh? What was? What? Oh, that's right. I'm just talk back to you. Um, we've been losing a lot, so I'll just say we sucked. No, we beat uh, we beat the mighty Arkansas 
Arcanal. Oh, Mighty yeah. Arcanal. A-R-C-E-N-A-L. Um, at, that were wearing, what was it, like uh, two years ago, third kit Arsenal some jerseys? Of, some of them were. Were you embarrassed for them, for the jerseys? That a they little bit. The badge? To be honest, a little bit I was. Um, uh, we we won seven to three um, in a game that we were up six nil. Yeah, I actually point. did play very well at the back. Yeah. I just didn't have anything going forward. Now they do call me the carpenter because I measure all my passes. Oh, <laughs> okay. Now now you're just trying to recover. So, well, that I actually hey, now that I'm thinking about it, I did have a couple of very good balls. I'm just gonna go ahead and talk about the match. So um, we were up six nil, and uh, <laughs> as we like to uh, call it, um, the uh, the bitch rule came into play. Where they add a uh, they add an extra player because you know we're playing Division One football and it's grown men and of course grown men should uh, you know add an extra guy when you're getting your butt whooped properly yeah. especially when goal differential is the number one tiebreaker but uh, yeah they got a couple of goals um, in fact all three of them one when they were playing with an extra man so the only way they could actually score on us was with an extra guy we looked good uh, ironically every single team Sam right now in Division One. Is one and one. One and one. Yep. So that that shapes up to be a great season. The league is wide open. Um, I think uh, this next week we play uh, we play the Germany team that either wears Mexico or Italian jerseys. Um, <laughs> our boy Mikey, who uh, who uh, used to play for them, is with us now, and uh, that's going to be a really good match this week. I'm excited about it. So. Um, Thank you for joining us, everybody. Sammy, any parting words? Yeah, just want to real quick again uh, say uh, rest in peace to Mr. Vishai. Shrivadana Brava, um, well done to you. Thank you for everything you did. Uh, and uh, I mean, my club's won the title a few times. It's been a very long time since we have, but everyone from us down, you've made us believe that you can do it. Yeah, anyone can do it. Yep. Anyone can do it. Hold that cup high in heaven, sir. Aye, aye. Thank you so much for joining us. For Sam Graham, this is Sam Houston. And while uh, it may be a sound baller move, do not chase your mezcal with bourbons, kids, because I screw up predictions. Till next week. Yeah, and one more thing real quick, actually. I got past the note and I forgot. Um, people forget. What can you do? <laughs> uh, you can find the link to our Facebook Live in the show notes uh, on iTunes and um, everywhere else that we have show notes. That's the only thing I've ever seen. Are there show notes on Stitcher? Yes. There are? Yes. Yeah, so show notes uh, at either place. And if you Google people can figure out how the hell to find us, then maybe the show notes will be there too. Uh, but there's or a just face- like our Facebook page. Or you could do that. There'll be a link in the show notes to find our Facebook page if you haven't listened to an opening yet this season. So for the last five minutes, <laughs> I've watched Graham doing the wrap it up with his finger thing. I wrap it up and he goes, let me just go. Dar, 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 dar. Ladies and gentlemen, good night. Good night. Big fan, Everton is poop. <laughs>